Welcome to PHT in the Morning with your host, Pastor David Miller from the Pentecostal Holiness Tabernacle in Cincinnati, Ohio. Good morning and welcome to PHT in the Morning with Pastor David Miller. And I am Pastor Miller, so I'll be your host today. We've been talking to you several episodes now about salvation stories and uh, great uh, stories that we knew or saw about people coming to know the Lord and, and becoming converted and becoming a Christian. Now, this one today is one I'm kind of uh, excited or thrilled uh, to talk to you about because it involves my own dad. And uh, I want to talk to you about how my dad was uh, converted, how he become a Christian. Now, my uh, dad uh, was a, a hardworking man. He really was. He, I can remember growing up all through my life, uh, my mother was always uh, going to church Every night she could find church, she was there. And uh, my mother was a holiness woman. She was a praying woman. And matter of fact, my mother went from uh, Fridays to Sunday for over 20 years. She fasted and prayed. Uh, She didn't eat or drink from like Friday evening on till a Sunday evening, and uh, she'd done that for over 20 years, praying for her husband and her children and for the church she attended and so on. But my dad uh, was, a, like I said, a hardworking man, but not a Christian. And my dad worked so much. He, We lived on a, a farm uh, most of my life. They had lived in... Uh, uh, Kentucky in in uh, Newport, Kentucky, till I was like five years old, and my my dad lived there and worked uh, at a place called uh, Ford Motor Company in Sharonville, Ohio. But we moved out here to Dearborn County, Indiana, uh, just not too far, about four miles or five miles in the country from a little town called West Harrison, Indiana. The other part of that town is just Harrison, Ohio. So it's kind of a a two-state town, you know, a split town. And uh, my dad, like I said, was spent many, many hours at work. And not being a Christian, he worked seven days a week most of my life. Uh, I really can't even hardly remember any time that my dad didn't work seven days a week. And most of the time, it was 10 to 12 hours every day. My dad chose to work uh, nights, and the reason he took the night shift, he would come home and on this farm. He had a a 100-acre farm, and I don't know, maybe 60, 70 acres of it was uh, fenced in and uh, into a, uh, like a pasture. 
and my dad would raise cows. Uh, we had chickens. We had uh, uh, pigs or hogs and uh, all sorts of farm animals. And so my dad would come home and take care of the farm animals and so forth. And I, I never knowed him doing anything but working. So I just thought, boy, he loves to work, and he did. But I guess he was doing this uh, probably for uh, his children, his wife. And he was a great moral man like that. Good to his family, good to his wife. Very defensive of his family, meaning his wife, children, and so on. And uh, But I couldn't remember my dad really going to church. I'm sure he did some. But I couldn't remember it up until uh, this time. I remember uh, praying when the Lord first had called me into the ministry to preach. And I prayed for my dad all the time. And I remember one day I felt like God spoke to me, spoke to my heart, and told me that the first revival I preached, God would save my dad. So I was so thrilled about this that I went and told my mother. I said, Mom, i got something great to tell you. I said, I've been praying, seeking God. And I feel like the Lord has told me that the first revival I preach, God's going to save my dad. Now, both of them are in heaven today. But this is kind of humorous in a way. It wasn't at the time, but it is now. But I remember my mom looking at me and she said, Son, I have prayed for that daddy of yours for way over 20 years. And I don't know if he'll ever get saved. She said, you have a great dad, a good dad. But I just don't know if he's going to ever get saved. And kind of took a little bit of the wind out of my sail. But I said, no, mom, I think he's going to. And I preached around a lot when I first started preaching, like, you know, your Wednesday night prayer meetings and, uh, uh, quite a few weekends because I always loved to sing and I'd record a couple of albums uh, and people would have me come to preach and to sing and so on. So on the weekends, but there was a brother there uh, came to our home church by the name of E.B. Bowling or Edward Bowling. And uh, he pastored in Norton, Virginia. Now, that's for all them new roads was put in down there, and you had to go Kentucky 15 and uh, over 460 and so on. And it took about seven to eight hours to get there back then. It's only about four or five hours now. But Brother Bowling, uh, he just fell in love with me and my wife. And uh, he had had a son, Brother Bowling had 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 a son that lost his life in a motorcycle accident. And uh, when he showed me pictures of his son, it was uncanny. Uh, I looked I looked exactly like his son. And because of that, he fell in love with me, him and his wife. So I remember he came up to preach a homecoming meeting at uh, my home church. And he asked me, he said, David, he said, I, I want you to preach your first revival 
for me. Well, boy, that sounded like across the world back then, all the way in Norton, Virginia. But I said, okay, gladly, I accept it. Now, it was, I'd forgot about what the Lord had told me God's going to save my dad the first revival. I hadn't thought about it at all. So I, I was down there preaching this revival. And even though I was only preaching weekends and Wednesdays, back then, this, we're talking like uh, 48, 49 years ago. And back then, not, uh, all the churches did not have uh, sound systems. So I bought a little PV speaker and a uh, uh, one microphone and took it with me for churches that did not have their own sound system. And I'd taken it with me down there because <clears throat> that was before they built the big new church. They had a smaller church and they did not have a sound system. So it was about the third night or fourth night of revival. And I'd already been worried. And I told my wife, I said, I know God told me he was going to save dad in my first revival. But I said, Dad, he wouldn't even come and hear me on a Wednesday night 10 miles away. So how could that happen? Well, I just kept believing God. And one day, uh, my dad called where I was staying in, in the little evangelist quarters. And he said, how you doing, son? How is everything going? And my voice was very bad because I was preaching you know, every night, singing every night. It's my first revival, so it hadn't had time to really strengthen yet. And he said, what in the world is wrong with your voice? I said, well, my uh, speaker tore up, and I've been maybe preaching too loud. And he said, can't anybody fix it? I said, well, I asked around. Nobody knew how. I heard him uh, uh, speak out to my mother which was in the room, he said, uh, he called her by name. He said, Eva, David can't even hardly talk. Uh, his uh, sound systems tore up. He said, think we could drive down there and uh, fix it for him? And I could hear in the background saying, yes. He said, David, he said, uh, I'll, I'll just take off a couple of days of work and I'll drive down there and fix it. I said, dad, you don't have to. He said, yeah, I'll come down and fix it. Now, my dad could fix anything, and sad to say, I can't hardly fix anything. But dad could. And anyway, it wasn't until after I hung up the phone, I thought, wow. God told me he was going to save my dad in the first revival. I preached. But this is unbelievable how this worked. So sure enough, the next day, my dad got there, and he fixed it. He was, he was just good at that. And so he said, we'll just stay with you a night or two. And there's a, a very, very small place, but enough room we could all stay. And so that night we asked, uh, Dad, will you go to church with us tomorrow? He said, no, I'll just stay here and wait. And I kept asking and asking. I said, come on, Dad, you need to come and hear me preach. And he said, okay, I'll go. So my dad went with me that night, and I'll never forget quite how that service went. It was a really good church service that night. 
And like I said, this was my first revival, so I wasn't, I wasn't the best preacher, but I was giving it all I had that night. And I remember on that particular night, uh, the Spirit of the Lord moved in such a mighty way during that service. And I can remember we had uh, uh, tongues and interpretation on that night. And the Holy Ghost spoke through that interpretation. And it, and it just uh, said these words, Behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me to give to every man according as his work shall be, whether it be evil or whether it be good. At that time, I didn't even realize that was in the Bible. That was a scripture. Mind you, I was a very young preacher at that time. I saw my dad and the tears coming down his eyes. I preached a message about the love of God and about the Lord being able and willing and wanting to save and as I look back at my father, you know, I, I saw him weeping, crying, and I, I didn't did not think it would be wise to go invite him personally. And by the way, I still don't think that's a a good thing unless you really, really, really know that the Lord has spoke to you. Because sometimes it might embarrass that person and cause them not to pray. So. Uh, after the invitation was made or the altar call was made. And finally, I looked back and I saw my dad just stand up and he walked down the aisle, knelt down and cried and prayed and repented and asked God to forgive him of every sin, come into his heart and save him from his sins. And he did. The Lord gloriously Saved my dad on that night in my first revival, just like the Lord told me he would. Saved his soul, and he became a born-again Christian on that night and stayed actually for the next service. Now, you know, uh, I don't know how many years. It was probably maybe 30 years my dad lived after that. And my dad continue, continued to live for the Lord and love Jesus for the rest of his life till the next, whatever it was, around 30 years. And I just want to tell you this, that of all the folks I could tell you about that I watched get saved, especially in a revival that I preach and I've seen Hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds. That one there thrilled me as much or more than about any because it was my own dad. And my dad had always, like I said, always been a good man as far as a hardworking person. But from that day forward, I saw my dad become a good man as a Christian, loving the Lord, and going to God's house. So let me encourage you today and tell you, hold on to your hopes and your uh, prayers when you are seeking God for others to be saved. If the devil tells you that, oh, they'll never pray, they'll never get saved, they'll never come to the Lord. In my case, my father had never even 
came to hear me preach. But God gloriously saved my dad on that day. I'm just so thrilled to be able, all these years later, now this has been probably since he got saved now, about 49, 48, 49 years ago. And all these years later, to be able to come on this program and on this show and talk about my own dad coming to know the Lord as his personal Savior is such a privilege and such a joy. And I just want to encourage you out there and tell you that God's able to save your parents if they're not saved or your husband or wife or your child or whoever else it is that you've been praying for maybe for some length of time and you've even thought, will they ever get saved? Is it possible that they get saved? Let me say yes. It's not only possible, but if you'll keep believing God, uh, then I believe it's probable that God can and will save them. I love talking to you about these salvation stories. I hope they're uh, as, as a blessing to you as they are to me to be able to get to tell them to you. Because when I think about men and women, all of us who were born in sin, all of us that were born without hope in our life, without Jesus Christ, and then think about how God can gloriously forgive us and love us enough to reach down his hand and bring us up, as the psalmist said, up out of the horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set our feet upon a rock and establish our goings in him. What a great joy it is to talk to you about things like that. God is good, folks. God is a wonderful Savior. Jesus Christ is a wonderful Savior. You know, God sent his son into this world to save sinners. Uh, The Bible even said he came to seek and to save that which was lost. He shed his blood on Calvary. You know what for, don't you? Yes, to save lost men and lost women from going to a devil's hell. God is so good. And I want to encourage you and tell you, keep holding on, keep praying, keep believing, and God will save your loved one. I believe that. I hope you've enjoyed this episode today. I've certainly enjoyed uh, sharing my story with you about my dad. And I hope you're back and tune in in the next episode to PHT in the morning with Pastor David Miller. And I am praying that you have a great rest of your day. God bless you.